Welcome to the Commands of Christ podcast brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. We're excited about guiding people to the Word of God to experience the abundant life and to be encouraged as they walk as disciples of Jesus all through the power of Christ living in us. And now, your hosts, Gabe Cleeter and Nate Payne. Gabe, we're continuing to talk about the command of Christ, take my yoke. Why don't you go ahead and give us a refresher on reading the verses where we get our command, and then we're going to go into, in this episode, how do we do this command? In an everyday life situation, how do we live this command out? So the command um, is found in Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 through 30. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And I think as we consider this taking his yoke, it's it's so powerful to see that the reason, as we talked about in the last episode, the reason his yoke is easy and his burden is light is because when we are yoked together with Christ, he does the heavy lifting. He carries the weight, and we just rely, and we depend on him and being yoked together with him. I think of John fifteen five, where Jesus says, I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Mm-hmm. And so truly, apart from being yoked to Christ, we can do nothing of eternal yes. value. We have to be, it, we have to be joined um, in yoke together with Christ in salvation, and then even as believers in the sanctification process, learning to rely on Jesus in every area of our life, because truly, apart from him, we can do nothing. But the amazing thing is, is in Philippians 4.13, it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Mm-hmm. And so when we are yoked together with Christ, we have, his strength becomes our strength. Mm-hmm. And so he accomplishes in and through us what we couldn't do on our own when we walk yoked together with him. All throughout this command, the verses 28 through 30 of Matthew 11, the emphasis is Jesus. Come unto me, learn of me, for I am. And that really, Gabe, is the key to walking the Christian life is learning that it's not about me. It's about Christ. It's not about my abilities. It's about Christ's ability, his strength. And as I'm yielding to that, as I'm surrendering to that, he lives it through us. Well, what does that look like? It looks like taking his yoke, as we're learning about in these episodes. And so, but on a practical basis, what what does it look like on an, in an everyday life situation to to what does it look like to live yoked to Christ and I want to kind of answer that by looking at some of the things that keep us from being yoked to Christ and James actually talks about this this is James chapter 4 and I'm going to start in verse 1 and we're going to see a little bit of the tensions we as believers might have um, just that might, the tensions that might be had between our fleshly desires, but then yielding to abiding and walking in the yoke with Christ. So James 4 says, from whence come wars and fightings among you? You know, I'm going to stop right there, Gabe, because 
in order for a yoke to work, there has to be harmony. There has to be unity. There has to be a one mind. There has to be a one goal. And that's, we get that by receiving the mind of Christ, by walking in his thoughts, by exchanging our thoughts with with his thoughts. But here, James is talking about fightings. He's talking about strivings. He's talking about war. He says, come they not hence, even of your lusts that war in your members, ye lust and have not. Ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. Ye fight and war, yet ye have not, because ye ask not. Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask and miss, that ye may consume it upon your lusts. Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. And Gabe, you kind of get a little bit of a glimpse that James is like, hey, remember being a friend of the world? Remember, your, your, that was your past yoke. You were yoked with the world. You were yoked with sin. But now, as becoming a believer, we're yoked with Christ, that we've received a new nature. Well, and I think with that, it's interesting to note when we think about us being yoked together with Christ, we think about the picture there is of marriage as well, because you think about how um, at one place in the Scripture, um, in Corinthians, it talks about not believers. The context is it's talking about believers not marrying unbelievers. And it talks about not being unequally yoked. And it talks about, you know, what fellowship does light have with darkness? And that a believer should not marry a non-believer, right? That the two should be equally yoked together. Well, we see that in when we're being yoked together with Christ, it's like we're joined in an intimate oneness relationship mm-hmm. with the Lord, that even the scriptures using Ephesians to describe the relationship of Christ to his body is to his bride, yes. right? And so this being yoked together with Christ is like us entering in this intimate covenant relationship with him. And so then when James says, the adulterers, and adulterous wow. is he's using this covenant type language That's right. of what are you doing adulterating yourself with the things of the world when you're in covenant with God. That's right. And this relationship that we have as being covenanted with Jesus, covenanted with God through the blood and the life of Jesus is, is a relationship of purity. It's a relationship of a singleness of heart. Um, and that's what I think James is talking about. Verse four, ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever, therefore, will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. You can't be a friend of the world, Gabe, and be yoked with Christ. You can't. Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth envy? But then this is where I kind of want to start to really focus, Gabe, because James gives some very practical tools, practical ways of submitting, of yielding, of abiding in that yoke, of learning of Christ, if you will. He says, but he giveth more grace. This is verse six in James chapter four. Wherefore he saith, God resisteth the proud, but giveth grace unto the humble. What did Jesus say? He said, come and learn of me for I'm meek and lowly in heart. One of the the elements of being meek and lowly, Gabe, is humility. God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So what does this look like? James says, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. You know, in order for us to walk parallel, in line, in the yoke of Jesus, we're submitting Mm -hmm. ourselves to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. 
and then it goes on. But there's a couple things I want to pull out here, Gabe, just some practical points that we can apply of what does it look like for a Christian to abide yoked, to abide in the yoke of Christ, to abide yoked with Christ. And one of the things that we can we can pull from Gabe is is we have to be and this, this goes perfectly with your example of the the yoke of marriage and being a believer marrying um, another believer and how scripture says not to, to be yoked with non-believers in marriage but is that part of being yoked with Christ is being separate from sin he is holy we are to live our lives holy because Christ is holy so and 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 you know another i think another aspect and element of that too is um found in matthew 6 24 where jesus says no man can serve two masters for either he will hate the one and love the other or else he will hold to the one and despise the other ye cannot serve god and mammon just knowing that when we have entered into the yoke of christ we've entered in a relationship we have new priorities. We have a new life. We, we are living not to ourselves, but we are living to the Lord. When I think it's like if, you know, even as we think that no man can serve two masters, and we've seen here in James the importance of humbling ourselves mm-hmm. before the Lord and submitting ourselves to him, I think even in the picture that you've given of where it's like the, if they're, where, where we talked about an earlier episode of how when two oxen were yoked together, a, a weaker one was yoked with the stronger one, yes. right? Obviously the strong us being yoked together with Christ, he's the strong one. We bring mm-hmm. our weakness and our inability and we're yoked together to his strength and he does in and through us what we couldn't do on our own. But you think about for progress to be made forward though, the two have, the the, the, the weaker one has to be submitted to the stronger they one. They have to be, yes. Um, and because if not, no progress, if the one's yes. dragging, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's not, it's going to hinder and impede what is the, the, the goal and the purpose to be accomplished. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, it's so important for us as believers to humble ourselves before God, to submit to him, to allow him to bring as believers every area of our life into agreement with his will and his desire, because then as we submit to him, he's able to Mm -hmm. accomplish and endure us what he desires. That's right. And that would be the next point, Gabe, a practical point of walking in the yoke with Christ is humble yourself. James says, humble yourselves. And the beautiful thing about a person that humbles themselves they receive God's grace. God's grace in many ways is the power and desire to do his will. It's the divine enablement that he gives through the power of his Holy Spirit to live out a life that is pleasing to Jesus, that is pleasing to God. And so, um, but then another practical point is submitting to God. You know, he says, submit, talks about submitting. James talks about submitting to God. What does that look like? You know, Gabe, one of the things that Jesus says, he's learn of me for I am meek and lowly in heart. And I think of meekness as being strength under control. I think of when I was um, growing up as a kid, I grew up on a small hobby farm. We had horses and I spent a lot of time riding horses. I spent a lot of time just kind of training horses and horses are extremely powerful creatures one blow from a hoof to the head could kill a person easily but the beauty about horses is when that strength and that power is submitted is surrendered to the will of the rider it can be used in incredible and amazing ways and so we are to submit to god 
Another aspect is resisting the devil. James says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, And, you know, being yoked to Christ means that we live to him. We're living in the light, not the darkness. Um, You know, you, you said, you quoted that scripture, Gabe, that what fellowship does does light have with darkness? You know, when we're yoked to Christ, we're living in the light. We're to be living in the light and not in the darkness. Yeah, I think how the scripture says, walk in the light as he is in yes. the light. There in First John, it says, walk in the light as he mm-hmm. is in the light. And we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. And so walking in the light as he is in the light. So if you're yoked together with Christ, you're going to be walking where he is, which is in the light. That's right. And then the next point here, Gabe, is cleansing your hands. James says to cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. And one of the things that I kind of wanted to stop and touch on that is, Gabe, one of the things that will hinder our ability of experiencing fellowship and oneness and being yoked together with Christ is unconfessed sin is unresolved offenses, whether it's between us and God or us and others. In order to walk one in the yoke with Jesus, we have to be transparent. We have to admit when we're wrong. We have to um, confess our offenses. It says it... um, it says to confess your faults one to another and to pray for one another that ye may be healed. Um, and so this this con- cleansing our hands and purifying our hearts. What I like about purifying our hearts, Gabe, is pure. Pu- I want to think of purity. It's like bringing it down to one essential thing. You know, it's it's having a single focus upon the Lord. Things become impure when you add more than what what, what is supposed to be there. And a purity of heart is a singleness of heart. And if we don't have a singleness of heart, a singleness of focus upon the Lord, if our heart is being drawn towards the ways of the world, the things of the world, and we're saturating our minds and our hearts with that, we can't walk in a proper way yoked with Christ. We can't really be learning of Christ. We can't be really drawing from his His strength, his power, and his ability because there will be that constant competition. Well, and what I think is, is amazing too is, is as we begin to walk yoked together with Christ, as we come into agreement with each area, agreement with him in each area of our life, is it's like as we are submitted to Christ, we then experience a unity with other believers who are also submitted to Christ. It's kind of like as the body, when we're all submitted to the head, then there is a unity that comes. And I think of even how um, in the scripture, in um, Philippians 4 verse 3, it says, and I entreat thee also, and then listen to the phrase that he uses towards his fellow believer, true yoke fellow. Help those women which labored with me in the gospel, with Clement also, and with other my fellow laborers whose names are written in the book of life and so i love that picture of as we walk to yoke together with christ other believers that are yoked with christ become our yoke fellows right in other Mm -hmm. words we're all in the same Mm -hmm. yoke we're all yoked together with christ and we're all walking together yoked with christ for Mm -hmm. a common purpose of his work being accomplished and fulfilled and our head is christ our leader is christ and for our listeners we hope you've gathered a couple practical things from this episode that you can apply to your life, such as 
separating yourself from sin, humbling yourself, submitting yourself to God, resisting the devil, drawing nigh to God, cleansing your hearts and pure, purif- cleansing your hands and purifying your hearts. James gives us some really practical ways that when we do these things, we can walk in a right relationship with the Lord and we can experience that peace and that rest that Jesus promises as we learn of him, as we take his yoke. Well, we hope that you join us on our next episode, which is going to be our last episode on this command, take my yoke. God bless you. Thank you for joining us on this journey through the commands of Christ, brought to you by the Home Discipleship Network. If you would like to go deeper in this month's focus, head over to homediscipleshipnetwork.org, where you can download a free study guide to accompany each command. And if today is your first time with us, please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you will be able to join us each week as we explore the commands of Christ together. That's it for today, and we'll be back with more next week.